Can't believe it, gang. I can't believe that we've made it here. All the way here to our sesquicentennial episode. No, that is not a species from Vesk 6 who hides in underground caves and comes out with like 12 arms or something and tries to do what... No, it's our 150th episode! I cannot believe it! 150 episodes. And if you count on how many hours of content that is, I, you know, I haven't done the math, but that's probably at least a, a, a week, two weeks straight of listening, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Don't do that. Get sleep. Don't, don't just play it constantly. I mean, do, but don't. You know what I mean. I don't want to spend too much time just freaking out over how long we've been doing this show and how excited we are. Let's just get right to it. Here it is, episode 150, The Absent Mind Reaper Professor. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Let's smash some pots and slice some grass. It's time to save the princess and unite the tryhard force. This week on the legend of cosmic, a crit to the past. This is your GM, a Ganon monster-wielding pig, teleporting you to a dark dimension, a.k.a. it's Patrick. Joining me in exploring Hyrule and fighting chickens are my five fairy friends and your fair players. To my right, this princess doesn't need rescuing as she can just fly away from her captors. It's Rebecca rolling with Zeldinia. It is so good to be here. Across from her, this ball and chain knight is swinging a grenade in your direction. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. Ha! To my right, this large one-eyed Igor is stomping in my direction. Shield in hand, it's Tyler dredging up to Vasho. Hello! Across from him, he's pulled his master sword out of magical thin air. It's Jabert playing as dressed. Da 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 oops. And across the digital table, if you try and cut this little bush down, you're going to get pronked up by its miles mixing it up with sprouts. Good evening. Yeah. How's it going, folks? Hey. Pretty good. How are you doing, Patrick? Doing very well. It's hard to believe that August is over, summer's over. We're moving on into other seasons. Yes, so this has summer. been the 2020 has been the longest decade I've ever had. <laughs> August, <laughs> August has been pretty long, particularly hard for me to believe because we are recording this at like the beginning of August or like mid-August, I guess it is right now. So very hard to believe that. But uh, this is not just your ordinary episode of Cosmic Crit. This is episode 150. <gasps> pretty huge milestone episode here and also in the month of august we passed by our third anniversary as a podcast uh because we started in 2017 and in august it feels like it's been like 10 years (laughs) i think actually (laughs) it really has when we're recording this is probably like almost three years to the day when we were uh recording episode zero and episode one we recorded both of those like back to back in oh, one wow. night if you guys recall it's crazy yeah. yeah that was a long long recording night and then i taught myself how to edit podcast <laughs> that weekend <laughs> that's what i did and it was a long weekend and we got those out on on monday we're like hey we're a podcast 
Um, but yeah, episode 150. Pretty crazy. If you had told me all the way back then we were going to be as popular as we as we are, maybe as successful and good looking in three years onward, I would have called you crazy. But here we are. <laughs> good looking. Looking good. I, 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 get, I get the good looking, but are we successful and popular? That's news to me is that, uh, is that is that how we would how we describe this i keep <laughs> saying to everyone listening we're the most popular unofficial starfinder podcast out there name another and they will be underneath us cosmic crit all the way we are absolutely the most popular podcast that records in my basement Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most popular on my phone. <laughs> Our, uh, do you guys have some planned remarks for episode 150? Uh, I was hanging out with our buddy Axel and he told me that uh, he was at a socially distanced cookout and I uh, came around uh, he started they started talking about D&D cuz uh, Axel recently joined joined our um well no longer IRL that one's an online game now too but <laughs> everything's online <laughs> <laughs> but what used to be our IRL game we had sort of had a sort of a, a group uh, shake up a few people wanted to step back a little bit anyway so Axel joined in and um <laughs> Uh, he recently told me that he was at a cookout and he was talking to somebody and they were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you ever listen to podcasts? He's like, yeah, I listen to a few podcasts. He's like, there's this, uh, I listen to this one D&D podcast. It's called um, uh, Cosmic Crit. <laughs> and, and Axel was like, I play in a game with Jubert and Patrick. <laughs> like, what? Suck what? <laughs> Suck it, barbecue friend. <laughs> that I'm six feet away from right now. <laughs> so, 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 barbecue friend, if you are out there, hello. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have the can... exact opposite responses. Whatever I tell anyone about Cosmic Crit, I have to explain <laughs> in detail what Starfinder is wait, wait. and then what it is. And what is a podcast? podcast is, first and <laughs> what we do. Stop. And they what's just star. What's a star? They, they give me a blank stare that they that yeah. you can tell they wish I'd stopped talking like a minute and a half ago. <laughs> you got You got. It's got to be a single sentence. You, you got to. It's got to be like, oh, you do a podcast. What is it? I'm like, you know what D and D is? Yes, it's D and D in space. It's quite fun. Like, oh, I, and I, that's I, it. I, I tried. I, tr- I tried that once, and then they asked more questions, and they regretted it. <laughs> so there I was, piloting the dragons. <laughs> Firing my finger missile. Well, I mean, as you guys all know me in real life, they would just assume this was something I was doing on the regular if I just started a sentence, but there I was, piloting the dragon sword. <laughs> yeah. You've seen my room. <laughs> um, no prepared statement so much from me except bear in the lead we, we've taken a little break from podcasting uh, we did some streaming earlier in august but uh my unprepared statement is congratulations to jabert because you and your wife just gave birth to a beautiful little baby girl well yeah. just his well, wife my, my, yeah my wife did most of it so <laughs> you had no part in it whatsoever i don't believe that <laughs> Um, congratulations on datifying uh, yourself, yeah. and I guess now is the time that I go and get a new key to the the kingdom of making dad jokes. <laughs> you and Drew have full permission now, and nobody else. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, 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 I was just uh, pulling up a list of a list of Starfinder names that I could refer to little baby as. Uh, I'm gonna call her <laughs> Desna. I was about to say, don't call, don't don't give her a goblin name. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we called Not Drew's good. son the Goblin King when he was born. Oh right, that's true. <laughs> We don't call so, him that anymore. That was on the more you nerd, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah. Oh, so been a pretty wild month for you, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been crazy, but I'm I'm excited to be back in the uh, in the old. Recording studio, as it were, with you guys. Um, I've been <laughs> yeah. been missing missing some Starfinder. Uh, speaking of missing something, the last thing I swear in this intro before we get back is last week uh we missed a critical shout out or two or three <laughs> because if you recall there was in these these combats some pretty insane critical hits and we were all just flabbergasted by some of the rolling uh so yeah a bunch of combat um you know was was fairly hard and went very quickly and yeah we didn't expect to have that many crits. So uh, before we get back into this week's episode, I just want to thank some of our Patreon subscribers, $10 above level, uh, Amy H, William M, our good friend, Wookie Gunner. Uh, I want to thank you guys for backing us on Patreon, making those crits and potentially more in this episode possible. I forget how many we missed, but I, I, was, I went back and listened to it. I was like, oh no, <laughs> we forgot all about <laughs> yeah. this, this entire system that we had set up. <laughs> Nobody's ready for that many. Nobody's ready for that many crits. Well, now that I say that, like I don't even have my crit cards like ready for tonight's episode. I forgot about that <laughs> again. So Gosh, we got to like pause as someone rolls a crit. So nobody rolls any joints. Get him ready. Crit. I'm owed one. <laughs> don't you dare! I feel um, like I owed like did it a natural one last time. <laughs> uh, guys, welcome back to Starfinder to Cosmic Crit and the historic Zesh University where we've been adventuring. You guys have passed Bug Anatomy and Ecology 101 and graduated from your Advanced Fire Studies course. Are you guys ready to make the grade this week? Can this yes. class be virtual? <laughs> it is all it is all virtual learning from here on out. Um, <laughs> it has been since 2017. We've, we've never played to... Starfinder live as a group of six. <laughs> I'm ready to uh, take some bugs to school. All right. Well, before we do that, we got to get a full recap and talk to Miles to find out what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. Something ain't right in this university. I can feel it from root to petals. We've barely scratched searching this place and it's a bug, bug catcher's nightmare. First lecture hall we peeked into turned into a desktop dogfight. Two revolvers were used in the room to reprocess dead components into cubes of biomatter. Gross, but efficient. We gave the revolvers a crash course in deconstructing organic tissue of the swarm variety. I, norm I normally don't like group project presentations, but I think we earned an A+. After that, we searched the halls and decided to investigate a room radiating an unusual amount of heat. We uh, interrupted a flame elemental cramming for its exam, and it wasn't pleased. Battered and burnt, we prevailed, but Zesh University is a big place, and we have a lot more ground to cover. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you don't like my A-plus line? My, my project presentation? <laughs> so many school puns. Dad jokes are reserved for Drew and Jabert. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, you're sorry. not allowed. <laughs> There are so like a school is so 
ripe for punning. Oh, dude, and I, I normally I, don't do punning, but I just I, I get to it. Do but as many I, as I well, could. that's and that's what confused me. You don't, but it was like one after the other, and I was like, it was throwing me off. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I deleted two other ones. <laughs> okay. He had him bouncing all over the place. He was punch drunk. So <laughs> enjoy this blooper, Patreon subscribers. It's uh, uh, no, all going in. Um, uh, yeah. So after you all uh, get done with that fight, I forget if we had started a 10 minute rest, but if you want to take that now, is anybody down on SP? Down on HP, yes. you need to let's, uh, let's out. take that 10 minute rest. Yeah, I'm I, actually going to take one too. I'm not too far down on SP, but this will give me the opportunity to prepare some more boosters and inhibitors, right? If it's a 10 minute rest, I believe that's something you can do. I believe so. I, I need, think so too. I well, we to, should uh, look that guess, up. Guess how much experience I have GMing a biohacker, about as much as you have playing. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few weeks since I, I played my brand new biohacker. So technically, I have like six or seven episodes with uh, Andis in, in season one. I don't count. It's that. been a while for you. And, and spe- speaking of biohacker, uh, we recorded that biohacker uh, first episode last week, and actually, it's been like a month ago now, and. Uh, there have been a, a bunch of calls in the Discord. Rebecca should play, do a dip into Biohacker. Dip into Biohacker. Just want to set the record straight. We did it first. We called it. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> somewhere. Not really. Yes. They, it, I mean, it was funny. Like as soon as of... you leveled up to level six, that's when like a few more came in. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. just wait until these episodes are edited and <laughs> and weeks pass. Um. Oh, yeah, I guess I, I can say now, like, one of the main reasons we have been recording episodes ahead of time is because of the impending birth of Desna herself incarnate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm saying that's going away now, but... Um, right, so taking a 10-minute breast, burning in RP for those of you that need it. Is anybody not burning RP? Is anyone okay? Miles? Uh Sprouts, Sprouts is, is is all right. I don't I, I don't remember what happened because it was several weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> apparently, I was unscathed this entire battle. Fought a huge fire elemental was the last thing that happened. Uh, for the record, for the record, I do not get to do this because it's after you've rested for eight hours that you get to spend ten minutes to activate the ingredients to create biohacks. So, alas, okay. I'm down to two. But so it's interesting. It's, sort of it's like a daily thing. It's not a twenty-four yeah. hour thing, or it is. No, it's after an eight-hour rest. Okay, interesting. Um, can I also take this yes. time while resting to craft a grenade? Uh, nobody can take ten minutes after that and do it. We're not. We're not time crunched right now. Devasha will need to use an RP um, mm. for fun. Why not? <laughs> it does say each day after you have rested for eight hours. So maybe that implies every 24 hours you can do that but you have to rest for eight hours first that sounds more like the starfinder i know and love <laughs> eliminating those uh, so you can't do it three times a day and just wait eight just hours between every fight. <laughs> well you don't have you actually don't have to sleep you have to rest oh um, so I guess because there's a ton of weird aliens out there that you, maybe don't sleep. Yeah. You sit on your hiney and twiddle your appendages until 
your perks come back. You have to pretend not to exist yes. for a short period of time. Um, while you guys are resting, you do get a, a call from the other side of, of this building. Uh, Jadvata overcomes, says, uh, Midnight Squad, but there, there are more weapons and armor here than I can rightly carry myself. If you'll be so kind to assist me, I, I can put some of them back together for you. Uh, and also, I found one of the Jellugon fire extinguishers, so I can y- make it into an ice bomb if you need something that is weak to cold damage. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> of my head here. Some kind of fire creature. Ah, we're all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what, he is, uh, what he's come up with here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's just right back down the hallway a little ways, right? Yeah, we're talking like uh, what, 60, yeah. 70 feet or so. I just call Devasha, out. I just Devasha call out. Has to stay here. You don't have to. <laughs> I just call out. Uh, you don't have to use the walkie-talkies. We can hear you just fine. <laughs> you see him peeking around a corner. He's like, "No, I'm still going to use the comms." Over. <laughs> uh, but you guys can go back after a ten-minute rest. You can take a look at some of the pieces he's kind of put together. He does ask for help if you want to spend some more time with him to gather up some bits and bobs it'll take like another 10 20 minutes to do that um i believe you didn't do it the previous couple weeks because you had some spells cast and some things you didn't want to waste Correct. yes Um, yeah but yeah it's like a pile of armor pieces and you can see some are almost complete sets they might have like a piece missing you'll have to like look through the scrap for and um you'd have to put put them together like a, a big old puzzle as uh well, a fairly gruesome puzzle, I guess I should say, because people died in this armor and then were like shucked like a uh, a crab leg <laughs> out of it by the swarm. But uh, hey, they're not using it. imagery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not using it anymore. It's free to you. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to spend some time? There's there's weapons and armor to be had if you if you want. Yeah, to yeah. Let's take a, take oh a, yeah, maybe. Already, uh, in addition to that, like while you guys are searching through these piles. Uh, you find, you know, different scrap that you're pretty sure would be extremely usable in your kit, Xenia, to like just melt down into UPBs. Maybe some, some, uh, a couple clips of like um, physical ammunition, like rounds of uh, small arm guns and things like they might have had if they were defending the, the university. Um, as you are searching around for these pieces, uh, Trest. Uh, Jadvata comes up and, and kind of corners you by some some trash heaps and and says, uh, you, "You all found some swarm, some other swarm here in this building. It it looks like one of them might have used a, a blowtorch on you. Is that right?" Uh, well, yes and no, Jadvata. We did find some others. Uh, we I believe these are the scorch marks of a elemental of some sort. And um, boy, howdy, sure would have been nice to have that big ice bomb. You're telling me. <laughs> uh, l- listen, Tress, I-, I told you, uh, me coming along, there's another reason I wanted to talk to you. Well, you see, that's, well, that is to say, while there are many Shirin here on Ilm Chuva, uh, well, there were, that is, before the swarm, you know, our numbers here have dwindled a great deal. Jadvada, let me just stop you right there. I really am flattered, but uh, I don't think it's... I'm, it's work, and oh, oh goodness gracious, no! Oh, oh, awkward. Oh, oh is that not? Um, I mean, what were you gonna say? Well, you know, 
you know Etiox, right? Uh, well, she is one of the many females, and I one of the many males, and there being few and far between, and the way of host Sheeran like yourself, you know, do you uh, gather my meaning here? Ah, uh, I suppose I do. Um, there were not many other Sheeran that wanted to bring young into a dying planet, but when I, I and Etchiax shared one another, she said it was the hope of a younger generation that would fight on and would continue to defy the darkness. It was the hope of her child that allowed her to, to keep fighting. I see. Well, uh, I suppose this is um, something you have discussed, uh, Etiax. A great deal. D- did she not broach this subject at all with you? It's been a few weeks, Patrick. Did she broach it with me? Not really. Okay, okay, yeah. She just, uh, she seemed to be sort of acting a little coy, if I recall correctly, but... Yeah, maybe like she was hitting on you, maybe not. Yeah, there was maybe a little something happening, but... Um, uh, Jed Vato's like, oh, she was really supposed to prime the pumps on this one <laughs> so, I, so I don't go in a half cocks. Yes, oh, this geez. Is, this is just a little bit out of left field, but... Uh, oh, you're telling me! <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh boy, uh, well, um, you've given me a lot to think about, and uh, I'll tell you this, I will very much take this under advisement. We we Thank had planned... You. This is, this is uh, I'm honored that you would ask me. Thank you. We, we had planned to keep a young one suspended until we can finally find uh, a host for it, but with things the way they are, that proved impossible for many months. And then you showed up with a high-tech spaceship that seemed a little beyond a capable combatant's, you know, soldier's arm, arm, armor armada. Uh, yeah, and, you know, you seem like one who could protect a pupa and perhaps shepherd it off-world to someplace safer. But anyway, we had the t- discussion and wanted to ask you if you'd be willing to join us. But you need not answer now, you know. You, uh, we would do whatever we can to make this decision easier for you. Uh, anyway, I-, I am here to talk if you need me. Thank you, Jodvada. This is, um, I appreciate your words. We will speak again soon. But what first, let's... Uh, Jabert, uh, when you become a dad in real life, then you get these game dad responsibilities, too. I know. I can see. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll um, hand him sort of the most interesting piece of junk that I have in my hand and see if he can decide what to do with that. Oh, this is a piece of a toilet that seems to have broken off. I don't think that uh, would be good for anything. Ah, right, of course. Yes, I well, I'll I should probably quit looking in this pile of pipes and porcelain <laughs> shards. <laughs> they just ripped some bathroom walls down over here apparently. Oops. Uh, I can give you a list of some of the things you find after a good deal of searching. I can also just drop it into our handy dandy discord loot pile server but yeah. uh i'll go through some of them because some of them you guys might want to take right now uh, m- multiple sets of armor we got three suits of casual station wear that's right level one armor guys hold on <laughs> buckle up it gets better from here uh there is a suit of defrex hide armor a suit of thin plate armor one advanced doshko a tactical chitin blade which is like made out of like chitinous um, leg material. Uh, there are 60 small arms, rounds, and 
if you spend the time melting them down, uh, maybe a couple hours, um, about 2,400 UPBs worth of scrap here in this this main chamber of the, the university where it looks like they set up all these barricades of debris and scrap and stuff. And you were saying that I can use the device that the BBRC gave me to break that down to UPBs while we're here, or is that something else? Yeah, sure. Okay. If you so like, was that- you know, set it up and get it cranking. So is that chitin as in like bug chitin or chitin as in like shadow plane, evil demon chitin? Pretty sure bug chitin. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's in armory. Is it with a CH or with a K? A CH. Okay. Good, sir. A tactical chitin blade is Ooh. from uh, armory page 52. If memory serves the tactical. It's level four slashing weapon. Um, that is... To, to, to a sweeping blade of chitin based on technology recovered from the swarm. Kind of like a sickle of like a, a, a sharp leg attachment. Sounds evil. Yes, a natural part of a creature's body um, was kind of chopped off and, and formed into a weapon that can uh, be wielded with two hands. Hands. Do, do, do. Anything else? Oh, yeah, bleed critical looks like. Bleed critical is an analog weapon, not archaic, that kind of thing. Mm. A basic weapon as well, so most anyone can use it if they're they're looking for one. We like um, our basic weapons here. Uh, yeah, and there's an advanced Doshiko in there. Does anybody want the? Uh, does anybody need um, to switch out armor or want Wait. one of these weapons? He said Defrexide. Defrexide, yeah. I think you. Probably got. Well, what, what's your light armor that you're using inside the? Uh... It's not superb. <laughs> um, it is. I marked it on a different sheet. <laughs> Defrexide is level four, and it's got a plus five bonus to each of the ACs. You want to spend some time altering that armor? Slip in and out. Tyler, anything you want here? Doesn't sound like anything I can use. You can't use an advanced Doshko? Mm, don't think so. I don't think I can wield that and my shield at the same time. Shield um, doesn't require the, two I hands, have to hold does it? The moat in my hand, I believe. No, your moat like floats alongside you. Your moat turns into the shield. Yeah, but you, you have to hold it in your hand. You, yeah. you coalesce your solar moat around one of your hands. Oh, is oh, it Doshko right. two hands? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it, it is a nice, it is a nice weapon though. It's a two D twelve. So good. normally, I mean, you're absolutely right. Normally, the the moat floats around, but whenever I have to actually form it, I think it mm-hmm. does take up a hand, and I can't. And the dosh goes two handed, so I don't think I can use them together. I could just use it normally with no shield, but since the shield is kind of uh, a part of everything Devasho is built around, I I feel like I kind of should stick with that. Sure, and the shield will never be taken away for any reason whatsoever. So you're right. Just um, rely on that one weapon. Um, I can. <laughs> I st- I have the I have the singing, singing disc. disc. Yeah. yeah, I got I got I got the MVP. Got two, of the baby. Every- <laughs> I felt so what about- bad uh, during that last that flame elemental combat because I was just back there throwing the disc like I'm not getting near that thing. <laughs> Xena <laughs> warrior princessing it. <laughs> yeah, yes, really right was. where the tank should be at the back of the party with ranged combat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trust uh, uh, Jabert can can use. Uh, um, I was I was thinking about it, uh, but I took uh, heavy armor, not advanced melee proficiency. So 
don't can't can't really access that one just yet. Just it's just a negative four, right? Yeah, easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's uh, continue on. They were we're about maybe half hour or uh, forty minutes or so into you guys cleaning up, tidying up. It will take hours more if you want to um, start melting stuff down into UPBs. Uh, Judd Vata once again says you know, he he's free to start doing that. Uh, Zinnia, if you if you bring that up with him, but. Uh, Regardless, you guys can continue on. Where are we going next in the university? We're going to the the registrar's hall to sign up for classes. I think that's where we're headed, right? No, not at all. Maybe not the registrar's (laughs) hall, but the the offices, right? We're looking for the professor's office. Yes, so so you're you're in like a science-ish, or you're in some kind of building where both the lectures hall are, which you've already sweeped out on this floor, and some offices, and they look like they're around the bend in a hallway leading to the east. Um, there is a set of double doors here on the, the eastern wall. Did you want to check that first? Is behind a good deal of acidic puddle that uh, uh, is just completely impassable <laughs> to yeah, Devasha. Can Zinnia just kind of crack the door open? I'll fly up over the acid puddle, see if there's anything worth uh, going through acid for. Yeah. I mean, you can just fly over it yourself, but oop, gonna reveal what you've all been waiting for. The bathroom! Not only a bathroom, but a bathroom with large toilet stalls in it as well. A unisex alien bathroom <gasps> stalls of various sizes, and what hits you, Zinnia, is just a perfunctory smell of dank old sewage. Uh, it seems like this room has not been aired out in months and Perhaps that dookie. Perhaps the stalls are out of order, or in a more colorful way to say it, smells like dookie. <laughs> Thank you, Miles. Yeah. Um, the, the I'm here giant, to help. The giant alien tick that was sucking stuff out of the ground couldn't do anything about this one room. Yeah, couldn't couldn't eat the septic tank, huh? No. <laughs> You're asking a lot for a massive gas guzzler. Gas <laughs> a gas guzzler. Uh, so obviously you want to spend some time in here, Rebecca, and do a full catalog. Of- Zinnia, perhaps you should take a no. sample. No, yeah. no, no. I think I, as much as Zinnia loves really samples, get in there. This, is, this is one she will skip. Uh, she's going to slam the door, turn to her cohorts and say, there's plenty to smell in there, but nothing to see. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, it was the. The author Liz Liddell of this AP that brought this up. All the bathrooms we've seen in like Starfinder have been medium sized, <laughs> and, and now we're getting hit with large sized bathrooms. Just imagine. Can we like, see it on the uh, map? I've revealed it. The you- room for Devasho in there. Hey, Devasho, if, right? if you need a break. Oh no, here it is. Oop, I didn't. Re- I didn't actually reveal it. <laughs> He's been here. holding that Duke fin for months. <laughs> as much as I appreciate. Uh, a bathroom that incorporates uh, accommodations for large-sized individuals like myself. <laughs> Look at the side I am not wading through acid. You have to, to walk through acid. Take <laughs> just to go into that. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine place. like the the guilt that you feel going to the handicap stall in an actual bathroom, and then imagine that 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 stall is just four times as large. Seriously, if you look at like the hole in that toilet, like to scale, that's like one foot across. Like that's what we're looking at here. You have no idea. All I learned is Drew takes away stalls from handicapped people. I do not. I said that it was guilt when you have to use one. That's what I said. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
also you feel like you're on a clock like any second it's gonna be like a, a bus full of people yeah. that all have to go to the bathroom and they're like what the heck is going on in there yeah so but, as much as i hate to skip such a large bathroom i, I mean, mean there's probably huge. treasure in there so it's like on the the bathroom long. No. I, I will point out that if smell is a concern echo 7 does not breathe i can check it out if you want me to there's okay. acid in front of it, I, but I, I, you may not it. breathe, but I am sure that you are equipped with <laughs> smell sensors that relay <laughs> all sorts of colorful uh, information to your brain. Yeah, turn absolutely. those off. <laughs> we don't need those where gonna, we're going. I'm going to flip a breaker in my body and make sure I don't have to deal with that stain. It's like Data who can turn his emotion chip off and on when he needs to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, oh, robots can't do that. The flip of a switch. It's like, we could just hold our nose, you know? It's not like crazy different. Or, or we could just all activate environmental protections and it would not be any... <laughs> Mm, yeah, but it would coat the outside of your suit. So the second you I take know, it off, yeah. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you're getting hit <laughs> with that stank wave. Ugh, okay, yuck. moving on. You guys want to squeeze through the rest of this this hallway here and head back west. It looks like it goes north and then west to a very long hallway with, oh boy, nine doors oh, in it. Great. It Absolutely. is a, there is a, a sign on the uh, eastern wall here that... Um, Marks these as the professor offices, different um, doctor's offices. And uh, from your peeking at the directory, uh, you are, I mean, they're they're listed uh, 1020 through 1028. And if you want, you can go straight to Professor Galchak's office by passing these other rooms. His uh, was marked on the directory as 1026. Or you can start cracking doors as you go. It's up to you guys. What do you want to do? I say we go to our destination first, and then we can backtrack if we want to check out other rooms. Well, right? which sounds which, like a good idea. Which destination is it, though? Because we have been taken off guard by stuff that was in rooms that we weren't expecting, and I would not like to have that room right there be the one we go into, alert the swarm to our presence, and then everything pour into this hallway to where we can't escape, and we have no room to maneuver. It is basically door number seven of of nine here so you're gonna have to walk past six other doors seven and nine to, to be fair drew if they were that if they were that coordinated i think if we went into one of the rooms that had one of the assailants then all the doors would open up and we'd get assailed anyway we would just be in a different True. room yeah yeah i mean i it's, don't know if you but but i i have but no there, but there's being on, there's there's, there's being there. on the side that we can get out into a more open area and there's mm, a ten foot hall. There's uh, there's five of you guys. You can you can just take a vote as players or as characters if if you want, which you want to do. If you want to go straight there, or if you want to crack these doors as you you pass, I I wouldn't recommend doing both <laughs> and splitting the party. But it's up to you. There's also a third option. Um, I I would agree with Zinnia typically, or in this case, um, it seems like. Uh, seems like uh, maybe we should prioritize the the professor's office that we're trying to get to. And then anybody, anybody else for team go straight to ten twenty six. Um, I I I I I think I'm on that team. Okay, that's that's a majority. So let's piece on down here, unless somebody wants to cause trouble and just open doors as you go. So once again, Zenia will uh, would like to crack the door open and see. Sure. Can I, What's can inside I, uh, before we can just I, bust in? 
Can I uh, check this door? Make sure there's no like heat signature coming off of it. Yeah, maybe 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 a heat signature. We've seen that before, or like a trap on the door. I mean, like who knows if this guy was guarding some dark secrets? Perhaps he was. uh, They were a little uh, edgy about their security. Nothing, nothing odd that you sense on the the outside of the door here. This hallway is deathly quiet. I should say though. It is um, like a, a hallway away from the, the main kind of like interior hallway in this section of the university. Um, so there's like multiple walls in either direction between you and the outside. So very insulated, very, very quiet. Um, yeah, go ahead and arrange yourself where you guys would like to be. Devasho, are you, you squeezing through to continue on with everyone? Um, Do you want to be a part of this episode or... You want to go put together armor uh, with uh this, this is where this is where Patrick guilts me into doing something I shouldn't do, but yeah, he'll he'll try to uh, Devasho, guard the hallway with your singing disc. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, burn from last week. I don't want to crowd in so this is a very narrow hallway and Well it's ten feet wide. Thing, you can so... you can fit down the, the main yeah. hallway, but past these acid patches you will have to squeeze yeah, we'll squeeze past the acid patches and then I'll position myself about midway through the hallway, but about 10 feet away from everybody else. You foolish fool, you've fallen right into my... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, Zinni, are you opening up 1026 Professor Galchak's office door? Yes, stealthily. Stealthily, you say. Oh, doing everything stealthily because you're a stealth character, huh? That's what I do best. Should I roll that? Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, why not? Hey, hey, that's a skill you've got. Uh, 23. Is it dim or dark, by the way? Mm, I think here, potentially, hmm, might be dark in the, the office. Um, I, I gotta Are imagine... lights? Because you just said that light. this was insulated from the outside, no. right? I mean, there's no electricity in this building. It's been dead for better part of the year. Wouldn't um, that mean it would have to be dim or dark, then? No, because there could be holes in the ceiling or other, you know, porous acid filled kind of areas where like light is peeking in, perhaps. Um, So I think you might get a little bit of dim light here in the hallway, but I can't. I don't think these rooms have. mm, I don't think they have windows on them. They're not. I don't think they're described with windows. So I'm pretty sure they will be. We'll call them dark. Okay, well, if this hallway is dim and the office is dark, I would think that that brings my stealth check to a 25 instead of 23. Oh, my goodness. Right? What, do you, what do you roll? Oh, a six on the dice. Yeah, not very good. Not good for our stealth character, no. Um, okay, so what you see is you, you open up here. Oop, reveal an uh, office interior. Fairly boring as I give the description. Uh, cracking open the door just a smidge through the darkness you see a room in kind of an odd assortment of things on the ground here the office contains a desk there's a computer terminal kind of broken apart three chairs a display case of insectile carapace segments Um, these objects though it's quite atypical their arrangement every item in the room seems to be on the ground and sorted from largest to smallest, starting with the desk and going on down to individual styluses, some data chips, and other small little fragments of things. But, most notable among these items 
in the room is you see the unmoving body of a shear in place between the desk and the three chairs and the size category categorization um what would you like to do you've got the door open just a crack that's what you you see here i think first things any would like to do is um assuming that's all she sees uh would uh be to go over to the uh, you said Sharon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to see if she can discern like what the cause of death was or, or what might have, have happened here. Go right ahead, and as you step inside, make me a perception check. Okay, and that's a 24. Excellent. So, I've been rolling my, my secret rolls here because as soon as you step in the door, no secret, just hulked out behind maybe the the desk or like in a corner in the darkness here, you see a, another figure moving slightly towards you. A swarm you have not seen before, but Uh-oh. it is a, a type that is a, a biped, almost like a Koravox. But as soon as it sees you, it kind of like straightens up a bit, just animalistically arching its shoulders back. And it psychically says in Sheeran into your mind, Zinnia, It will share what it knows. It will relinquish data. It cannot keep from us what it knows. Who are you calling an it? And she'll pull up one of her pistols. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think you get a, 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 a an action in the <laughs> no, surprise around here? <laughs> I mean, you can have some, some weapons drawn as you're moving in. But uh, yeah, it just kind of leaps up from where it, it's, it's sitting and, and psychically screams. Everyone can hear this. The information must be found. Release the knowledge it contains. Uh, we're in initiative. Turn order. Let's make some initiative rolls. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. I would love oh, to not goodness. be at the bottom oh, of this. Sorry, I rolled that twice. I'm rolling terribly tonight. This does not bode well for Zinnia, who is alone in this room right now. Yes. Yes. Jabert, did the spell you cast on Sprouts and Zinnia, what was the, the time frame for that one? I believe that was the minutes per level. Let me confirm. Battle. Yeah, that should be, I think that's when it's going. Yeah, Does we've it taken a 10 minute rest now, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, if it's minutes per level, definitely. If it's 10 minutes. Yeah, per minutes per level. Okay. So. All right. Then nothing special on you guys. Uh, we, <laughs> hearing this psychic scream from uh, behind the door, uh, first up is Sprouts Marlowe. Way to go, Miles. Well, well, well. Um, so Sprouts can see this guy, right? Unfortunately, uh, actually, yeah. The, the, this door that uh, uh, Zany has gone through is open, so you can just barely see him, it looks like, uh, from, from the hallway where you're at. Okay. Uh, so enough that I can target him for a trick and move... Now, do you have a light source on you? Uh, I have dark vision. From a... You, did you pick up an upgrade? Mm-hmm. Up? Okay. Then yes. no worries about that. I have uh, night vision. Um, <sighs> with a range of 60 feet. You're just saying it so so assuredly. It's like, yeah, I believe you. I'm pretty sure you picked it up from... No, I, I did. Either um, a an upgrade or a cybernetic implant i forget that was that was level four if memory serves for your four uh believe so yeah back on altranius all the way back there book two 
Uh, all right, so no no negatives there. You're moving into the room, though, you said? Into the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and right next to Zinnia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sprout's going to uh, take a shot. Okay. This is a red star plasma pistol. That's a 20 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. All right. CR 9 or lower. Uh, that uh, is a trick. All right, so for 24 points of damage. Oh, my. Open. That is electricity and fire. And uh, we're in tight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in tight spots. I am going to use the uh, interfering shot for my trick so that mm-hmm. it does not have any reactions until the end of my next turn. Oh, well, I didn't know that was a thing, so <laughs> taking your word on it. No reactions. Uh, you would have because that was my big, when we talked about what I got mm. for that level, that was my big, how do you do? Blasting away his ability to react. Okay, uh, uh, that, is, that is not a terrible turn one as that is a uh, max damage on the, the, the Red Star pistol and... Uh, uh, average damage on the, the trick attack. So pretty good one from Sprouts. We have not seen in a while. And it looks taken aback as this little Rex light pops in the room and b- really hurts it. <laughs> really hurts it real bad. So what? Yeah, that is probably going to affect what it does on turn one. Boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're kicking things up to maybe turn two or three tactics for this uh, the swarm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it is its turn right now, and it's psychically saying, the data. information." We don't have no information. Uh, it's gonna move and just kind of like jump behind the desk over in this corner, and everybody, <laughs> everybody except poor Tyler. Sorry, Tyler, you're not involved in this fun party. Aww. Uh, gets to make me a will save. Oh no, we our favorite saves on the show. No, oh, oh there's natural two. Oh, there's natural five. <laughs> uh, two fails. Oh, that was true. Yeah, yes. Zenny is having an off night. Oh, <laughs> a couple of <laughs> not great rolls. Um, but don't worry. Uh, in fact, everyone has failed here. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, good time. Hello. So don't worry. The natural two and the natural 11 are basically the same here. Uh, this swarm creature is like psychically tapping into your mind and you just feel sluggish all of a, a, a second here. Like you can barely move. Like you're moving through molasses. This is the spell slow. <laughs> Level three spell slow by, by trick attacks uh, an infected creature moves and attacks at a drastically slowed rate and you can only take a single move action or standard action each turn but not both oh gosh full action and half your movement speed as well <laughs> uh good time so that's that is its turn devasho we are on to you oh no <laughs> you're next in the turn order aren't you yeah i'm really glad you moved uh, Patrick, can I take up? Um, so, I feel like I feel like 
uh, Liz Liddell did this on purpose. She gave me a 10-foot bathroom space, but then she crammed me into a 15-by-20-foot uh, office. <laughs> um, so These are large enough for large creatures. I'm going to... I'm going to... That big. Yeah. Can Devasho occupy this center part of the room? There uh, is yeah. a desk kind of there, so I don't know if you want me to make a check to kind of navigate nope. around the desk. You can. It, it and you will get a little bit of bonus cover from from this desk uh from from where you guys are standing it's like kind of nestled between you both you've got a leg up on one side and it's like crouching behind the the other side of this desk gotcha so move action you're moving into the room unaffected by slow yep gonna go into photon Mm -hmm. and then as my standard action hold on i need to i cannot corona because i will set zinnia on fire and sprouts mm. and we don't uh, want that we don't question want mark that okay so i'm I, because i can't corona i guess i'm just gonna have to resort to trying to hit this character in the face no my only weakness is getting yeah, killed with it. <laughs> so let's just take a swing and we'll see how my rolls are tonight okay well the die are black because timeline <laughs> Uh, but overall, that's a 22. I rolled a 10 on the dice, so we're average today. Uh, 22 is uh, just a hit, I believe, with this armor, this AC bonus. And I've rolled good damage here. Ooh. Uh, that's going to be 22 points of damage. All right. Not, not as much as a Sprout's Marlow trick attack, uh-huh. but that will put some points on the board. And also bloody this creature. Um bringing us to Echo 7. All right. Do I have the action economy to activate my dark vision, my infrared sensors in my armor and take a shot? Um, what does activating them take? Is it a swift action? Uh, yes, you can. You can still take uh, swift and free. I think they're just on, but swift action. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, it, if you're just talking about your, your sensors, you can have those on. Right. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a shot. I'm probably going to take uh, a bit of shot around. Now, do I get to use my uh, no heavy action is just a full action? So never mind. Forget I said that. So mm. this is just... Single standard action shot. Yeah, single shot with the azimuth artillery laser. You can do it. Shooting around the big old trucks. It's oh. a 16 to hit. Oh, no. You are scoring a hit, direct hit, on that desk. But you missed the swarm enemy here. The real enemy. Oh, desks. We need to make a t-shirt that says the real enemy is always (laughs) and then just a picture of a desk. Hey, you're using it as a bonus to your armor class, too, Tyler. It's a boon to both parties at this point. That's true. Rebecca, Jabert's character in season two, couldn't even get over one. So I think it's still the <laughs> ultimate. True. Uh, Best rule of decision I've ever made. Goblins, <laughs> natural enemy of death. Uh, Rebecca, we're on to you with Zinnia. Slowed right. as well. Yeah, I had great plans until mm. I was slowed and can only do one thing. Um, so I could try to identify this, but if it's already bloodied, eh, we can wait on that, right? Well, it's up <laughs> so, to you. You do find out information maybe it's pertinent maybe it's not yeah um i think under the circumstances no not so much not not pertinent under the circumstances i think wait should i i identify it i don't know what is that a veiled like completely up to you (laughs) i've I've got he's living rent free in your head rebecca just (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got the stats ready here. I mean, the psychic attack. It's no, no. Patrick's in my head. Right, um, let's see. Okay, Zinnia as a scientist would probably, in her slowed state, if she can only do one thing, would probably want to try to figure out what this thing is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to identify, and that's a move action to take twenty on that identification. Oh, okay. So you want to take twenty on it, which gives you a thirty something. Uh, it would be thirty-seven. A thirty-five. Thirty-five. Uh, one, two, uh, three bits of information about this thing that was only a rumor in the SDF that uh, some of your squadmates in the Fifth Battalion were were talking about in episode one of the podcast <laughs> of this season. Uh, and that is, uh, this is a swarm mind reaper, something that has been known to tap into uh, enemy combatants' heads. And it's got a number of abilities. And just taking a look at it, you're able to glean some things off of its exobiology. Uh, what three things would you like to know? Uh, let's do special attacks. It's my first go-to. Oh boy, uh, you see, oh boy. It has several. Um, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you these two because these are kind of the same thing. Uh, it has a arm spike that seems to come out of its wrist, Wolverine style, and with that, it has another special ability. That's like a an attack. It has uh, it has a special ability as a full action called Trapan, and it can use its arm spike to pierce the skull of helpless enemy creatures. And scoring a critical hit if it succeeds and kills the target and siphons out a portion of its brain and its memories. One of the things that the SDF kind of intimated, the, the soldiers intimated, was being done on Suskel. Um Yeah, so this is kind of like a intelligence swarm. As his, it, it seeks intelligence from the enemies that it is fighting. Um... A mind reaper can use this ability to extract brain matter from the remains of a, ki- a creature that has been killed recently as well, within like an hour. So that's fun. You've you've determined that this is indeed a swarm mind reaper. Uh, two more things. What do you want to know? Uh, I, now I wish I could run away, but um, let's see. Uh, defensive abilities? Or- defensive abilities. Nothing real special here. Swarm mind. Standard immunities. Um, I'll give you it's KAC right now is uh, uh, EAC KC of uh, I'm going to call this 19 and 20 and yeah one more thing you want to know it's got some some spells as well some spell like abilities it's magical too yeah, it just slow. Casts slow yeah. So. yeah slow is magical oh that's true mm-hmm. uh, yeah sure uh, spells or whatever um, well you know it uh, it could probably only do the slow uh, once per day, but it has a number of three times per day abilities. And will it get to do this one? I don't know. Uh, it can also, through psychic spell-like nature, uh, use mirror image. Might be oh, useful. Great. In the future. Yes. Not gets mirror image off. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be upset. Snuck up on so this so guys, kill it, kill it fast. I was gonna say kill it with fire, but not necessarily literally. I would as your element. <laughs> uh, Trust, we are on to you. Bottom of the turn order. 
but you taking a look at this thing seem to have a latent psychic memory of seeing it before is this is the same kind of creature from your vision that uh, that that dreamlike state where you saw it descending on the destroyed imago extractor you jerk um well i mean i'm gonna move forward i'm gonna sort of like move through devasho's squares and up around the desk uh sort of right up next to it and so i'm sort of up in its face with a with a sword mm-hmm and that is my turn. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was about to say, go right ahead and make that. Oh, slowed. Slow lasts forever, too. Round per level. Okay, turn two, Sprouts Marlow. No more trick attack for you, unless... Uh, I guess there is a way for some operatives to do a trick as a standard action now, which is like, okay. I was like, why is that useful? It's useful for when you're slowed. <laughs> or want to do something else with a move action, apparently. Wait, so I can just do a trick? You cannot, you cannot, it's a full action, but I believe in Calm, there was a an operative option that allowed you to do a trick as a standard only. It's like, okay, oh. why take that? But I, uh, guess, I guess I guess I'll just yeah. fire my pistol then. All right, single shot. Uh, hey, if you do max damage, I'll get hit last time. I'm not a good attack. Nope. Ooh, seven on the dice, 16 total. That is going to be a miss against EAC. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, back to this thing's turn. It's got Trest and Devasho on it now. Not great for the casting of spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't need to worry about me. So, <laughs> if that's a, if, that, if that's helpful. Not at all. Not at all. Just seeing what doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. Uh, trying to stab me with an arm blade, and I think that's about all you can do. You don't tell me. You don't tell me what to do. Oh no! I mean, you can. I would love it if you would cast a spell. That would be there. There are plenty of spells that don't uh, don't provoke. It's true, but I don't think there are any like attacking. Typically not. Ooh, what else here do I want to do? Shocking grasp, but might might not. Know what it's called? Starfinder. No. Um. I. Yeah. It'll. It's gonna try for some attacks on one of you let's see because it's gonna move it's a guarded step just kind of like right next to you devasho and it will make that <laughs> arm blade sing it's gonna try and stab you with it it's trying to like uppercut you right into your jawline let's see d20 attack a seven on the dice i'm pretty sure that's gonna be a miss what is your what's your kc right now uh, without the, without the bonus from the desk, uh, it, it is twenty three. Ooh, that is that is a miss. That is a miss, unfortunately. And that is gonna take us back to you, Tyler. What do you want to do? It's 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 coming up to you threateningly. <laughs> wants to get up yeah. in your face. Um, hmm. Part of me wants to try to put it in a gravity hold, but I think I'm just gonna try to do damage here. You're one of the few that can double attack right now, full attack, yeah. if you want. Hmm. Do I want to? Don't have any other. I don't have any bonuses. This thing isn't flat-footed, but no opportunity attacks. I'm just gonna attack the one time. I'm gonna align my shield to it, um, just to in- increase my AC, and we'll just uh, hit it the one time. Okay, make that attack roll. Boring, but hopefully effective. Yep, that's a hit. Pretty effective. Uh, 21 more points of damage. 
Okay, it doesn't get more bloodied than bloodied already. And that's it. Then we are on to Echo 7. Back to you, Drew. All right, not a lot we can do. We're just going to take another shot. Shooting through now, you've got a Rexlite and a, a Strix in front of you on the door here. Well, I figured I would shoot well above the Rexalite. No, well, well the, your dice wall will determine that. <laughs> oh, no. 22 to hit. Oh, yes. Uh, that is just a hit <laughs> shooting over your hey. your Rexalite friend's head here. As I was giving them, I was giving them full cover, but against EAC, it's a hit. Uh, 15 points of damage. 15 fire damage. Mm-hmm. It's still standing, but he is looking very weak now. Extremely weak. It's still standing. Zinnia, we're back to you. You know what this thing is. You know it is looking fairly weak right now. What would you like to do? Yeah, I am going to uh, do something I haven't done before. Two things, actually. I'm going to shoot with my optical laser, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, corona laser. mm -hmm. And with that, I'm going to apply apply a minor inhibitor to um, give it a negative one to attack rolls. Inhibitor. I can How give that using? to any attack roll, I believe. With I'll double check that. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I, thought sure you had, I thought you had to use the injector thing. Yeah, it has to be an injection weapon for that. Even if it's a minor inhibitor? Mm-hmm. We should check. That would be if you could inhibit someone with a laser eye, that would be bala. I don't I don't think you can. Cool. Uh, so using a minor hold on. You can apply them to... Oh, okay. Yeah, it still has to be with an injection weapon. Yeah, but basically anything of the biohackers is in- injection weapon based. Lame. But you're doing one thing you've not done before, right? Yeah. Eye laser? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Does anybody else know that she has an... Uh, like, in character, she has a laser in her eye when she's whipping this out? First yeah, oh, Devacho definitely does, <laughs> as he still has that one eye completely bandaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's got like 18 eyes and like a spare Yeah, she bandage. has a lot of eyes. In her possession, she currently has four <laughs> eyes. Cool. Make that make that attack. All right. It's EAC. It's a 25. Oh. That is a hit. And that's yeah. eight damage. Oh, my. Low on the damage roll here. That is uh, exactly what you need to drop this guy. Hey! hey. Eye laser for the win. Chalk up a death to the eye. No beam. inhibitor needed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> starting starting combat with that 24 miles. So I was like, oh, geez, Louis. <laughs> I hate when you guys go up against one thing. I gave it a little bit of stat boosts here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, being a, being a caster in a room this small, very difficult. Well, you know, if you had made a ruckus elsewhere and roused its suspicions, it might have started combat with, say, some mirror images and some other Uh, (laughs) fun things going on. True, true, true. Uh, Right, so, this swarm mind reaper, Xenia, feel free to explain to your compatriots exactly what this is, and Trest, if you want to as well, kind of say how you have seen it psychically before you can but uh, seeing it here does seem out of place in this weird, out-of-order office space. Well, you say out of order, but it's very orderly from the description before, right? Well, it's out of normal order where you would see a desk with <laughs> a on top of it, and maybe some papers. It's all in ascending or descending size order from the biggest to smallest. Also, there's the dead body. 
Yeah, so can Zinnia see from the dead body? Was he impaled with this thing? Like, did it get a piece of his brain? Like, is that why this thing was here? Was to try to extract knowledge from this professor? Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I don't think I wrote down the DC because it was so low. I was like, oh, she would get this <laughs> automatically. Um, you notice the the body of the a, a Sheeran here crumpled on the, the ground. Um, the suit it's wearing seemingly oddly kind of crumpled and, and composed. Um, and turning it over. I guess I assumed it was oh. Gauchak, but... Yeah, I have a whole section I've written in my notes called "Examining the Body." That that makes more sense. Uh, the the corpse indeed seems to be that of the late professor Ignok Gelchek, as you find on this crumpled suit, uh, a university kind of ID clip to the the belt. Make me a perception check. It's not medicine. Just taking a look over its skull, looking for this trepan mark. It's a eighteen. Uh, I'm going to say uh, that's going to be enough as you're easily looking over for this cranial puncture and find it kind of beneath one of the, like the, the molting sections of its, its carapace. Um, and pretty sure you will make this life science check as well. So you find the, indeed, this is where this mind reaper's trepan ability has kind of sucked out information from the professor. Um, but yeah, this body has been here for a long time. Uh, you would estimate since the beginning of the swarm invasion on Elm Juba, so better part of a year. Yeah. Uh, maybe after a little while, you guys looking around the body. Uh, I don't think anyone needs to really do any damage. I don't think, I think anyone needs to rest here. So um, after a while, Jed Vata will indeed like pop in behind you guys and be like, I'm just checking and see. Oh, that's that's Professor Galchek. Oh no. Oh geez. This is I can tell you this is his office and that's his body. Um there's a lot of swarm lurking around here, so I didn't want to stay too far away from you guys. Um is there are there some notes that I can start looking over while somebody else maybe looks at the computer or Yeah, I'll look at the computer. Give me a well. Everyone can give me a perception check if you all are piling into the room, taking a peeky boo. Um, or, or I could just glimpse the truth. Ooh, see things that might not yeah. be there. That could be super good. I always love so, rolling a natural twenty on a skill check, and then just somebody <laughs> rolls like a four and rolls higher than I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna spend a resolve point and uh, glimpse the truth. What exactly? I mean, we, we've talked about it, but you've, I don't think you've used it yet. What is glimpse the truth? By picking up subtle clues and hidden traces in your immediate surroundings, you can see things as they really are. As a full action, you can spend one resolve uh, point to gain the effects of true seeing for one round with a range of 60 feet. Mm. So this is like your one magic ability. There's there's a few different operatives can, can get. Um, yeah, this is a, comes with the detective... Uh, archetype i think yep so you see through normal magical darkness you see hidden doors if there were any here yeah basically if, if there's something that that is important to what's going on sprout sees it it's de- it's detective mode in the arkham games <laughs> uh, yeah that's oh, why i imagine nice. you, you pop out the the little the teeny itsy bitsy magnifier glass oh yeah inspecting things very closely uh, I'm going to forego some perception checks needed here, though some of you guys might 
notice some of these things amiss or awry or askew as well. Uh, taking a look in this line of objects in the room, um, looking at the body, Miles, you notice that Galchak is indeed missing a ring finger, and you spot it down the line in size order, um, kind of behind a spoon and in front of like a um, a pencil or something, <laughs> and notice that there is indeed a magical ring still attached to this desiccated finger. Sprouse is definitely going to take the the ring and kind of examine it. Um, mm, any well, I think I'll give you this one for free as well. Uh, this is a ring of sustenance that was on the professor's finger. Is no longer. I, I guess it's still on the finger, but the finger's not on the body. <laughs> and the other thing of note you see here, taking a look around the room, placed between the computer terminal and a seat cushion. Um, it. Uh, you see it right away, and trust maybe after a while in this room, you can start hear it magically kind of ringing out, is what looks like a, a segment of carapace that uh, might have been taken from one of these display cases behind the, the desk. Hmm. It is radiating a magical aura, and it is indeed a talon weapon, very much like the the um, uh, the other weapon that you... Yeah, the, the chitin blade that you just found is very similar. It looks maybe a little bit more archaic. And uh, Sprouts, you can tell this might have been recovered from some kind of dig site. Uh, and looking over its handle, you can see it has some similar symbols that you saw in the, the cave of um, friendship, the, the Hylaxian caves underneath Ultranius. Uh, Hylaxian symbols. And in the, the kind of proto Sheeran written language the cryptic phrase quote blade of the sixth molt end quote just kind of like worked into the grip like carved right in there um this one I will need you guys to make a mysticism check to see if you can figure out what exactly this is anybody that's got it can roll it oh no oh Jabert rolling that's all I, I, I see I, Jabert <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought that Devasho was going to get the... I know. I, I, I did one. too, Tyler. I was like, all right, Tyler gets a time Tyler to shine. Got a, Tyler got a skill check, guys. And Nitro <laughs> 19 on the dice. And then Jabert was like, get out of here. Bring that daddy energy in here. <laughs> get, get right on out of here and roll a natural 20. Well, I will say you both, Devasho and Tress, can kind of sense this aura, sense the magical kind of nature of it. Uh, Sprouts to you, it just looks like another blade, <laughs> another gross uh, swarm kind of like weapon, carapace weapon. But the the two of you have rolled over a 27, believe it or not. Uh, this is a level 8 magical weapon that seems to be infused with holy energy. Ooh. It is indeed an axiomatic warrior talon. Um, a wow. magical uh, ensorcelled blade that when wielded by a true believer uh, as axiomatic would bypass the DR of swarm um, up to a certain amount and this is this is another weapon from armory I believe and is a, a modal weapon and it can be switched between either doing slashing damage or a fully acidic damage. So it, it kind of turns in the spike that just injects 
um, oh. a, a, a splash of acid onto an enemy. So it can move between EAC and KAC uh, kind of damage. And um, Wow. Oh, yes. So when wielded by a follower of Hylax, you believe that this thing was just a swarm slaughtering machine could bypass DR energy resistances of, of creatures with the swarm mind, hive mind ability. Mm. So even though it's an acid weapon, it could do damage against swarm because it would bypass their resistance? No. I guess yes, but also it's modal, so you can switch it up to slashing if you, you wanted. Yeah, I was just I think wondering if it would be uh, effective against swarm in that way. So does it bypass the energy resistance or just the DR? Or, do you, or is that is it does it specify a great question <laughs> let me go back to the i think the description is just in this adventure path uh, uh this is from this is indeed from armory and the axiomatic i believe will uh potentially bypass both oh wow but That's a nifty I, I think this one is a little special because it is specifically for swarm creatures swarm, as yeah. opposed to like lawful evil or something right once that's pretty cool um well tyler you want that uh well he's not a believer of hylax right oh yes he very much so he's not like a heavy worshiper by any means but he used to guard hylaxian temples like he was a guard oh Um, okay oh so so hylax is your is your deity yeah oh yeah well yeah yeah that sounds Um, like that'd be a great thing he's just not he's not like big about it you know Mm -hmm. but um his husband is an ambassador, particularly does a lot of Hylaxian-oriented things. He has guarded Hylaxian sites before, so he's about it. I wouldn't say he's like, you know, he's not like Adras was with Saren Ray, Saren Ray. but he's just kind of about it. Yeah, damage from the weapon bypasses DR and ignores energy resistance of the creature type. It so is, is, it a, advan- is a is a level 2 fusion. It's an uh, advanced melee weapon, so... Yeah, oh, the the can't use it. Modal blade is. Um, Solarians get advanced melee, right? Oh yeah, you took Solarian. No, I, I, I was asking. I was asking if Tress oh. can use it. Tress oh no, no, I, I cannot. No. Can anybody else? Well, I guess Drew. <laughs> Drew, but <laughs> yeah. he's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, get I, on board I, this Hylax well, train. Choo choo. I believe in Hylax. I believe. I believe. I believe in God. Well, I, I mean, until. Until you find faith, as it were, is also just a level eight, you know, melee weapon, advanced melee weapon. Yeah. So I mean, I think Devasha would, you know, look at Trest and and uh, says like, I, I have never wielded or even held a weapon of the faith. I, it, it feels different. Yes, the lady will keep you, uh, keep this weapon close, and perhaps she will speak to you. And, uh, I feel like I feel like it would be better wielded by by you, friend. But I will. I yeah. Will oh, yeah. Let me let me just see that. And I'll go, and I actually okay, I take, it back. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> it lands right next to Galchak's finger, and you get them confused. <laughs> oh no! I try to stick my his back on perhaps, my hand. <laughs> you don't feel hungry some, anymore. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps after some training. You can you can take over this weapon, but for now I shall hold on to it for sure. Fun, yeah. fun weapon. The Is that one-handed or two? Great question. I just opened up Armory to take a look. It is a one-handed, uncategorized weapon. 
that's perfect. I will have to pull out armory no. and find it Wait, myself. Is it one-handed? Yes, one-handed. Page eleven of armory. I am um, two six acid or um, slashing. You can have, switch between it. Have you guys ever heard of an urumi? What, what that? It is pajamas a, that are like the full body pajamas. No, it's 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 this. It's like this ancient um, uh, uh, weapon from sort of like the Indian subcontinent. Um, mm. But it's like it's like it's made of like sort of like thin flexible metal so it's like half whip half sword and like a lot of them have like lots of like blades and so like when that when people sort of swing them around they sort of like it's it's sort of like like in sort of this particular sort of style of martial arts that teaches it um they uh, it's like sort of it's I the last one that you learn because like people like if, if you're not an expert at it when you start it's like People cut off their their hands all the time. <laughs> oh is it, it, it kind of like Ivy and Soul Caliber, but it doesn't also become a sword? Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of like that. And so, but it's just like I, I watched a YouTube video of somebody using it the other day, and it was just like it's wild. It's wild. It's like you have to like constantly be moving your feet out of the way, and like it's uh, it's pretty gnarly. That's sort of what I imagine this thing sort of looks like when you use it. Blade of the Sixth Malt. I'm glad you guys rolled high on that mysticism check. I said it very high, but it's a level eight, you know, rare weapon. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's like 12 plus 15, so DC 27. Uh, well, I, here's what I've written if you didn't get that. Uh, you aren't sure exactly what this weapon is, but it seems to be of great religious import to Hylax. <laughs> Maybe research it later. <laughs> you, get, wow. you might want to find out what this does. Right, so Jadvan is looking through things and um, not much in the way of, of papers here. There might be some some piles of papers that you find like kind of stacked up in this this descending order of items here, trust that look like students' papers and not of great import. Half of them are graded. They got like, you know, low C's. So it wasn't it was like a freshman class. Um but yeah, the only other thing really here is this disassembled computer. Can we assemble the computer? Fairly easily. Yes. There is no power in the building, though. So plugging in oh. does nothing. Can we run it on a battery? A single battery? Yes, maybe. Make me an engineering check. <laughs> okay. 23. Um, yeah, so you think if you take a weapons battery and kind of jerry-rig it in, you might be able to get, like, a minute of usage out of it, maybe two, um, but it would... I've got a couple of extra batteries. Can I hook up a couple of them and get more life out of it? Yeah, I mean, you can... Yes, that is something you can do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it, like, strings of AA batteries, right? Like, <laughs> hooked up uh... to the mainframe. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think you're just connecting, maybe splicing open the the cord that would go into the wall and like plugging them into a series of, of batteries here. But uh, yeah, you can see like shots just depleting off the batteries uh, with like every few passing seconds. So you will have to make the use out of these as best you can. Um, as soon as the computer boots up after a, a few rounds, Accessing it is difficult as this is locked and it will require a computer's check to unlock. Um, if anybody wants to roll to aid, a couple people can can aid with this computer's check. You can set the desk back up and get it all straightened out here. 
I've only got plus zero to computers. <laughs> Sprouts with a shot. Do you have to be? Do you have to have ranks to aid? No, <laughs> technically not. I have a plus thirteen and rolled a sixteen. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeez. you auto aid, so you don't even need to roll. But uh, <laughs> uh, Drew, you can you can roll and, and see if you can help. But might might not. Do Being on the keyboard of it. Oh, 11 will do. Two aids. Rebecca, go ahead and roll your computer checks. Burst through. Okay. Not oh, natural 20. None of this. Oh, it's at 38. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot John Vaught is there. He can roll too. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, yeah, so you, you, they're like helping out behind you, but you are able to get in to Gauchak's, um computer system. And once inside here, connecting it you're able to just search through the files and you do like a couple of quick searches within like a single round and then just like start opening up like the main directory and you're going through and before very long it becomes extremely clear that the computer is nearly empty almost blank uh so you go and you can like look at the the log record of like activity and it seems that everything here was trash the day of the swarm invasion the previous year a number of files are marked important that you see have been deleted here. And like with many computers, if you had like NSA level computer access, you might be able to re reconstruct some of the files that were deleted, um, but it would take an expert in computers to do so. And I'm looking at your natural 20 role here. And I think even if the entire party ate it, that might not be enough, unfortunately, <laughs> to, to get those back. Um, so that is maybe one battery down. It is, is dying here. Um, the screen kind of flickers with a, a message pop-up saying, warning, computer will soon be in sleep mode. No automated backups for over 30 days. Server not found. Please notify the help desk or the server team. We call the server team. We're all dead. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, this server is unfortunate. Server team was devoured by... I'm going to create some job listings for a new server team <laughs> we'll get this sorted uh, out in a couple of weeks well, yeah this this just we're gonna have to be patient i know i know this is hard i know we all are eager to to get a solution here well this is a we're in a job we're in a job surplus what if the rest oh, of this, this ap is you guys just restarting zesh university that would be fun in a way <laughs> got uh Dean Sprouts and the President Zinnia, and she's I don't know, alum. student recruitment would be really hard. Right? <laughs> you would, would have some very <laughs> eager uh, dredgers coming up to you. <laughs> Freshman class of dredgers, 100 dredgers. Dredgers don't know how to social distance. We'd never be able to open. <laughs> There's no house! Uh, Judd Vata <laughs> will look over your shoulder, Zinnia, and say, uh, well, all these computers were linked up to the mainframe servers in the basement. Maybe Gauchak deleted his computer, but left the originals on hard storage downstairs. Uh, this research might be safe if no one was looking at it too closely. To the sub-basement. Well, yeah. I think we ought to check it out. Yeah. You guys gotta try and find it. If there's still all these swarm here skulking about, then maybe you were onto something. I mean, this data is is got to be important somehow. Uh, making good on my promise to the rest of the team, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start cracking open doors and taking a sort of a cursory look around, see if there's like I don't know, like a bar of gold sitting on the floor or something. 
you'd be so lucky. Uh, we have no. a new destination, though. Why waste time? We need to go to the basement, right? Yeah, it's up to you guys. If you, there are eight doors here, eight doors unopened. I mean, I guess if y'all want to search the rooms, it's fine. I mean, just 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 a quick just a quick look. Like, I'm I'm not saying like let's spend like, a ton of time doing this. Just like open it up, take a look around. We did make a just promise throw it, throw a detect magic back. in each room and like yeah. just see what we say. We did promise that we would bring back anything useful to Cade companies. So ah, great like doing, doing a <laughs> swift yeah. search is like the bare minimum requirement to make good on that promise. Guilt That's them, fair. Guilt them we, right into we this. happen to take what we want first. If we need it to defeat the swarm, isn't that really helping Cade Company? Boom, you are busting into room 1028 here, immediately to the left of Galchak's office. Stress is the one you picked. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it seems to be a fairly mundane office, not disturbed like Galchak's was really in any way that I can see and taking a a peekaboo about, maybe trying to detect if there's anything magic here. Doesn't seem anything out of place. Continuing on. Yeah, I'll just look across the hallway. Yeah, if we if we want to just go down from ten twenty eight to ten twenty, I will give it to you in time here. Um, this one, as soon as you open the door on the opposite side of the hallway, uh, it looks to be just the same as the one across the way. Fairly, um, fairly simple. There's you know like framed digital diplomas and certificates, maybe some family photos of uh, the professor that occupied the space here. Um, physical books, an oddity, even in a university, as well as uh, some dead, empty planters. Uh, this one, though, cracking open this door, you see what looks like a, a large shipping crate sitting on the the desk in the fairly typical office space. A very large crate that looks to be out of place. Hmm. You digging inside that bad boy? Uh, yeah, let's let's crack that thing open. Right. So even behind the desk, taking a look here and inside, you see what looks like a number of technological items. Let's see here. Back to my notes. Sweet loot, gang. Drew's just waiting for that. You find a level six heavy weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember. Knack mode trying to go through rooms. Oh, knack mode for sure. Um, There have been parts of APs that you guys have like skipped and not gone over and yeah I, I know for a fact Jabert, that's that's one of your least favorite things it's like oh yeah you just left behind like 5,000 UBBs or something <laughs> right. uh, whatever you don't need those right no yeah I am looking at my notes here trying to determine if this would ping on your your magical uh, um, it's technological search. I think it might be hybrid, but I'm just gonna double, triple, quadruple check. Mm. This might be old technological. Anyway, you find several inside the crate um, objects that are marked as uh, basic mind shield circlets, and several of them are outside the crate, kind of in various stages of deconstruction, reconstruction, maybe configuration. Um, give me an engineering check or a, a medicine check. I'll, I'll tell you what you, you know of these things. And Tress might get a little bit of a bonus here if you've got one of these. Or maybe just Zinnia will. It's a get 28 everything. on engineering. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, it looks like it was almost an 18 on the dice there, Chipper. That's not going to do so four, close, no. four on the dice. Uh, you might have heard of these things, Trest, um, as as some Sheeran having used them before, but Rebecca Zinni is able to identify them fairly easily as, uh, indeed, Mind Shield circlets uh, that have been altered from their original design um, to maybe moderate certain psychic frequencies. Uh, you, you've heard of these things being used by Sheeran that were very afraid after their exodus from the swarm, um, shutting off their psychic powers so they weren't potentially able to be called back into the swarm through psychic means. Um, they they mass produced and sold a lot of these kind of like very quickly um, early on after the gap in order to kind of protect themselves. But almost no Sheeran uses them today because it basically means you have no connection to the other Sheeran or other people around you psychically. And yeah, taking a look at these Zinnia, they look like they have been modified from their original design to be um, not a, a worn device, but instead these look like they were augmented to function as an implanted um, augmentation. Huh. And how many are there? I mean, you, you implied that there are multiple. Yeah, if you put one of them kind of like back together, that's like almost dis completely disassembled. Uh, there are five of these. And the basic this is actually a special item from this adventure path. The the basic one is a level three um, implant that you can you can put inside your I believe it's head slots, and it blocks out psychic data tell you that um and yeah when uh, well, i have a little bit of history here when sheeran's first arrived in the chu in the chuva system they were plagued by fears that despite their protection from hylax they might be forced back into the swarm and required to lose their individuality so they made these mind shield circlets as like a a, a form of protection for them while wearing a mind shield circlet you can't use limited uh, telepathy or regular telepathy and uh, those using those abilities cannot contact you, so it kind of mutes you to that. Uh, in addition, you can cast no spells and use no spell-like abilities that are mind-affecting, but it is more difficult for you to be affected by those abilities, even beneficial ones. It gives you a DC providing protection from such effects. So if someone wanted to cast, say, um, Mind Thrust on you, they would have to make a caster check in order to do so. For the basic... Uh, mind shields circlets here that is dc 14 mm. and then if you wanted to to upgrade these bad boys there's if you if you look on archive of nethys there is marks one through four after the basic level and you can boost that all the way up to a, a level 19 plug this thing into my head <laughs> you've got a augment slot ready to go oh yeah yeah, feel free to take the time here. Maybe Javata can help out with with ins this install. Anybody else uh, have a hankering? I not want to be uh, unable to cast my <laughs> like a lot of spells. Yeah. Yeah. Devasha is often the recipient to Tress's psychic abilities or mentally affecting abilities, so he will also um, n not not use one. Uh, if you want to sell them, they cost about a. Uh, you, you'll get about 135 credits for each of them, so there. Yeah. Uh, don't feel free to. You'll have uh, fun being, not keep them. 
being slowed by weird swarm creatures. I will. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. That would have. Uh, well, let's see if you would have been affected. Boop. We're going to roll that caster check now. True. Yeah, DC. Oh, would have failed <laughs> hard against <laughs> you. I'm upset that dice. he just threw away a natural one for no reason. <laughs> uh, no reason. That was uh, that was a scientific test we just did. It was good comedy, so <laughs> it's 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 allowed. But I mean, the unfortunate thing is that's cool. But I would definitely w- would upgrade it because DC 14 for let's say like a level six caster at this point is. I mean, not yeah, very yeah, difficult. it's. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not. It's not difficult, but it's like you know, like let's think. think of like a third of a third of those spells cast against you would fail. That's true. It's a good chance. Yeah, it's, it's decent. Yeah, I mean, and, and then you might make the, is, and you might make the save too. So yeah. Um. um but for example, mean, the the mind reaper was a level seven, so yeah. it would have to roll a, a seven, or, seven higher. or higher. So yeah. it's a little less than a third chance of failing. Yeah, so it, so really the only consequence, um, the only negative consequence as far as my spells are concerned, is that I won't be able to cast a, a battle mind link lesser on. Yeah, probably not something for for trust. Um, Jadvada might not be too unhappy with taking one of them if if anybody wants to gift him one, but not required. Zinnia, <laughs> um, you, you do notice there's a data pad to uh, the side of the desk like underneath some scribbled notes about kind of attuning this frequency and um, through the data set, there's like little notes that say uh, there is a, a Formian hive, a frequency consistent uh, frequency isolated after two weeks, cadaver three, not from hive, a high frequency to be D TBD. <laughs> the shipping crate matches that of the, the name on the door is a Dr. Malakot. And uh, Jadvata doesn't seem to know anything about this this professor, but supposedly a uh, a psychic kind of like biologist, maybe. I don't think you would know him either. <laughs> maybe maybe he's he's new here since you left. <laughs> Despite the xenobiology background, got it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the notes seem a little 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 hectic. Um, not very easy to to read um anything else you guys want to do in this room no, uh, nothing i keep looking through uh through rooms yep i'll just keep punching open doors cool um boom one immediately to the east nothing really special in here you take a few minutes you find maybe what looks like a um a goodbye note from this professor who realized the planet was going down the tube the next door uh right behind Devasho here that you try to open um, does not open. Seems to be not locked, but it just doesn't budge. Perhaps it's barred from the other side. Strength check? It will be a strength check if you want to batter your way in. Oh, I can help with this. Well, let's see if Devasha oh, yeah. can do. Yeah. Well, let's see what the organic can do first before we send in the. Before we replace you the, with the, the battle machine. bot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, bring in the battle bot. Yeah, five on the <laughs> dice. It does not move an inch. Drew, make, make me a roll. Step aside. <laughs> Have at it, please. Oh, oh how good are you? Five I on see the you dice. might be struggling but with I the eight, door. I have 18 strength with this, so... Mm, that's just plus four. So you, yeah. you've done one less than I, I have twenty strength, robot. Do you, <laughs> do you <laughs> come right, with uh, me if you want to open the door? 
Right. <laughs> we're, I, I, I'll, we're I'll step up and struggle. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a I'll throw a shoulder into that. Uh, hey. hey, I'm gonna allow it because they loosen the jar for you. Ah, Oops. you loosened it up for me. Uh, sure yeah, you, you feel something like actively almost resisting as you push and as you like um, just really like put your shoulder your shoulder into the door, you realize that there is a desk on the other side that is like caught on um, the carpet or something that you're able to just push back, maybe past some like books or things that have like fallen off I'm of it. I'm using like telekinetic projectile to push myself against the wall <laughs> opposite me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's also kind of like wedged into the door jam and the adjoining wall here, but uh, you are able to laboriously push it back and uh, the door nearly splinters as you push it on on your heel. Boop, These are wooden doors here. Um, part of them might be, yeah, maybe maybe like particle kind of uh, plastic doors. That's how they keep uh, Time Lords from just opening everything. <laughs> nice. Um, across the room, the first thing you see as you, you muscle your way in here is a rarity on Ilum Chuva, something you've not seen too much of, uh, is another Sheeran corpse, this one intact. <laughs> That's a rarity? Yeah, because they, they seem to have gobbled up just about every other living plant and biological matter on the planet. The um, You're not sure perhaps why Galshak was, was left in his office, save for the Mind Reaper, trying to get information from it. But this one seems to have been barred inside the the office. Yeah, it is one of the first bodies you've seen in the city besides that. Um, desiccated as it's kind of propped up against the, the far wall here. Um, is this someone or something you want to investigate as well, Zinnia? Yeah, yeah. Can I see how it died or they died? Uh, yeah, so that's this room down here for, for the... Boop. Anybody that wants to search this room... Search the, take a look at the body. Go right ahead. Is that a medicine check or perception? Please, or? yeah, medicine. Oh boy, natural twenty on that. Jeez. Oh, we're just burning all the natural twenties on combat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you find no injuries on the body. You, you can take like a look through the 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 skull plates on the back of its head where you found the the hole in Professor Galchak. Nothing there. Um, if you had to guess. Just taking a look at its its form, it seemed this professor died of thirst. Mm. As you guys are looking around here, maybe taking a look at the, the the rest of the office, investigating the body, there is a chill that runs down your spines as on the north wall here, some papers pinned into a, a, a board flutter for a second. And then you hear the other side of the room, a, a Sheeran voice very distantly saying, Cannot let them in. Cannot let them in. Behind you, stepping through the wall, psychically keening in your direction, is a disoriented, a discombobulated, ghostly apparition that takes the form of a, a Sheeran in a fine suit, arms outstretched in your direction, that calls out and says, Let you be continued. Ghost. Guys, look, I've got art for a Sheeran ghost <laughs> next oh, week. We've maxed oh, out the spookometer. Ooh, that's actually oh, pretty cool. Look at that that's suit. Ah, cool. uh, yeah, cool. but pretty dapper. Mask and it's just uh, <laughs> old man Zish. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Zed. Oh, Zed. Oh, I, I would have gotten away with this full invasion of the planet by the swarm, <laughs> but I hadn't been for you meddliness yet. No, I mean, if you're taking all the mess, it's obviously Loachwort. <laughs> oh, that's true. Ah. That's true. Darn you, Sprouts Marlow. <laughs> it's either it's going to be one of two things. I almost had you. <laughs> it's I was going to run this desk. university. I need to bring him back. He's been in every bug except book three so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to find out what what you did to wrong this professor next time on Cosmic Crit. Uh, guys, thanks for playing with me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, boy. You. What a action-packed star-studded <laughs> episode 150 uh everyone out there thanks for listening and we'll see you next time see ya thank you Bye-bye. bye bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20 and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.